Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I'm so thrilled to have you here with me today. And as always, I'm super excited to talk about today's episode. I was really called to record this episode with my recent decision and sort of sharing with you guys that I am moving back to New York City and I'm super excited. I really cannot even begin to tell you how much this feels right and how much I know I'm following the next step in my life and in this next chapter. But the reason I wanted to talk about trusting and surrendering into the universe is really because of this. That's really where I feel like I'm at in my life right now, making this very major decision. It's a lot of trust. I really do feel as much prepared as I do kind of excited, scared about this really major leap in my life. But I want to kind of just start by thinking about what would happen in my life if I didn't if I didn't follow through on this action? What would happen if I were to deny this this calling and this, I don't even know how to describe it, really gut feeling and every fiber in my being that is sort of yelling at me to go back to New York, you know? I put in my time back in Florida and I'm so incredibly grateful for this chapter in my life and how it's unfolded and really who it's brought me to become. And it's meant so much to me to have this time with my parents and just sort of be back home. Like I said, I hadn't really spent a lot of time home after my brother had passed away because I was in college. I didn't want to take the time off. And then, you know, summers would come and go quickly. And it just, I never really had a lot of time to process with my parents. And then as you all know, you know, where I was at when I got home and sort of mentally and emotionally what that, what that journey was like for me. So over these last two years, I've, you know, gone through a lot of major personal development and emotional development and surrendering and healing. And I wouldn't have given up these two years for anything. They have made me into the person I am today, which makes me feel more than prepared to go back to New York. But you know, it's it's a huge leap. It's a huge financial leap. It's a huge leap away from my parents yet again. And you know, I'm not going there for college. This is so different. College was the natural next move for me after high school, but now, you know, the opportunities are really endless and I'm choosing to follow my dreams back to New York. And I, I'm sure I've said this before, but for really as long as I can remember growing up being a kid, you know, I went through a lot of dreams as most children do. I wanted to be a professional dancer, which is where I got all my knee injuries from. Then once I knew dance really wasn't an option for me anymore, I decided to go the English route and get my degree in English. But every every dream I've had, small, big, medium, large, every dream that's been in between those two really main focuses in my life has always had this underlying clause of it's going to be in New York. You know, it's never been really Chicago or LA or Seattle or anything or, or even Boston, which is a city I adore. It's always been New York for me. It's always been where I've felt so called. As I've said before, New York, when I was there living there in college, it was amazing. But 
I was still very much a child. I was still very much acting like a child in some phases of my life. And that is a whole different version of who I was. Walking into this next chapter in New York, I am more in alignment with myself and with the highest version of myself than I've ever been in my entire life. And I, I even know truly what that means, you know? If someone had said, do you feel in alignment with your highest version of yourself when I was, you know, 19 or 20, I definitely don't think I would have said yes, let alone truly known what that had meant. Now, I'm stepping into this next chapter, an entrepreneur, a healed, enlightened individual in touch with spirituality and in touch with the greatest versions of myself. And I know that where I'm at now, this is the natural next step for me. So I want to talk about really trust and surrendering because that's, that's what I'm doing. I am trusting in this process and trusting in my faith in the universe and trusting in my faith and knowing that the highest timeline for me, whether it's what I dream of or something different, will unfold. I mentioned the question, what would happen if I was to deny this next step for me? What if I was too scared and I didn't trust? You know, that T-O-O, it comes in, it comes in handy in these conversations because it's true. I'm, t I'm terrified, you know, and if I was too scared to do it, even just now, let's say I did it a year from now, I have no idea how that could change my destiny and my fate and who I could end up meeting in New York, where I could end up living, what experiences and adventures and things will unfold in my life if I were to, let's say, I just want to be more secure in this decision, so let me wait another year. Or what if I never took that leap again? Do you know how much regret I would leave this life with? New York is my calling. It's my home. And when we deny these big leaps, when we are too scared to trust and too scared to surrender because we just don't feel ready enough, we are taking away so much opportunity and rewriting the path of our destiny. And then what happens when I stay home or we don't take these big leaps? Every day we're waking up with this, oh, I should have gone or I could go, but I'm too scared. Every day we're waking up with this gut feeling, knowing we should be somewhere else, doing something else, but we're not because life is terrifying and that's okay. That's a great feeling to have, being scared of a next big chapter. Because like I've said before, I've, I've talked about this many times before, what if we knew how it was all going to unfold? That sounds so boring. That sounds so uneventful and so uninspiring. If we knew, even if all of our dreams were, were going to come true, what if we knew exactly how it was going to unfold? The excitement of unknowingness and uncertainty is so much to do with the journey of life and what it means to live life fully, to embrace that uncertainty and embrace the unknowing we tend to veer off that path when doubt sets in and doubt turns into really major questions we want answered, really being the hows and the whens. How am I going to follow my dreams? How is this going to come into my life? How am I going to meet this person? When is it going to happen? When, when, when? I know this is coming, but what if it's a year from now versus a week from now? We start asking all of these questions because we as human beings, because we have free will, also desire control. 
when we have big dreams or things that we really, really want, there is nothing more we want than, than to control the outcome of those dreams or the thing we're doing. And we can't. We simply cannot. We have no idea what's going to happen in our lives an hour from now, let alone a year from now. Anything is truly possible. And when we really put it into the scope of that and think, I could excel a million times over in New York or I could fail a million times over, we tend to look at both high ends of the spectrum and, of course, usually fall to the low end thinking we're going to fail and it's going to be this huge catastrophe. But again, I'll ask you, what lessons are you going to take away from that journey? What if you didn't take that leap of faith? Those lessons you would never have learned. So it's all about trusting in the process and surrendering to the universe, specifically surrendering these questions of how and when and why and what, whatever we're thinking of. And that comes in with blind faith. And I told you guys that I usually write the blogs before I record the podcast. And I want to use the same example that I used in the blog because I think it kind of iterates this point really well. So, you know, we have blind faith in a lot of things. We have blind faith in pilots to get us safely from destination A to B. We have blind faith in doctors to safely perform surgeries on us. But why do we have that blind faith? I will answer that question. It is because we have zero control in those situations. When you're on an operating table, your eyes are closed. You are out like a light. You have no control of what happens in that room. When you are on a plane flying from A to B, you have absolutely no control whether that plane lands safely. You are letting go of control and you happily do it, I would assume, most of the time. You know, surgeries and planes can be scary. But we, we do it because there's no other option. If you don't trust in the pilot fully and completely, you simply don't fly. There aren't, there isn't a lot of gray area in those questions, right? It's either you have the control and you don't do it, or you have no control and you trust in them. That's really blind faith. And we have a lot of difficulty applying blind faith to our own lives and our own dreams because, like I said, all we desire is to maintain that control. And we fill in these questions, the hows, the whys, the whens, the wheres. We fill in all these questions with a lot of outside noise. That's our way of maintaining control. And what I mean by outside noise is, you know, a lot of the things that I do, I'll just offer examples for those. So when I'm feeling really doubtful or just feeling really down in the dumps, I'll do a tarot reading or I'll do an oracle reading to kind of get some answers from the universe. That's my way of reassuring my faith in the universe. Is there anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. Of course not. Those are natural instincts for us to follow. Those are natural needs for us to follow because we need to be in control. So we fill in these questions with white noise. We try to regain the control or maintain the control by looking at every scenario that may unfold and we then prepare for those scenarios. So like I said, we tend to go to the very high end of the spectrum thinking all of my dreams are going to come true and more, or we tend to go to the very low end of the spectrum. I'm going to fail completely, but do we ever really look at that middle ground, that gray space in the middle? Not exactly like, oh, maybe, you know, I'll get there and I'll be somewhat successful. You know, I'll, I'll make this amount of money and I'll meet these people and etc. I don't know, fill in the blank there. But we don't really look at those scenarios. We, we have a tendency 
if we're very optimistic, you know, we look at the, the way we're going to succeed and the way it's going to play out successfully. Or if we're pessimistic, we tend to look at the plethora of ways we may fail. And then we fixate on that vision that we've now applied to a future we truly have no idea how it will unfold. Once we do that, we become, especially if you're attaching yourself onto the ways you can fail, we tend to then turn into ourselves and we become hyper vigilant on what results are leading to that destiny or that dream or that result unfolding. So, you know, for me, as an example, if I were to look at all the ways New York could fail, just as we're on the topic, I might as well dive into this because, of course, I have done this. If I were to look at the ways New York could potentially fail and I fixated on one result, that's really where I'll start fixating on it right now. I don't know. For example, let's say I get my dream apartment, but then I'm having trouble paying the rent and then I have to rely on my mom and then something bottoms out and I have to move back home. You know what I mean? So then I would become hyper, even more so, hyper, hyper vigilant on my income and money I'm saving and things like that. That's kind of a generalized example, but that's the one I can think of off the top of my head as we are on the topic of New York. So I want to go back to this blind faith because I told you guys I was going to use an example from the blog and then I veered off topic. So the blind faith I'm talking about here, I want to give you a very specific example. What if a man, a person, a human being decides to buy lottery tickets every day for the rest of his life and he is convinced he's going to win Let's just go with like a hundred million dollars, right? This person is not in control of whether or not he wins. Not at all. They have no control. They could buy 10 million lottery tickets and none of them could be winners. However, he is in control of whether or not he believes he will win. So if he decides, as we were going back to these hypervigilant results and the scenarios, you know, the latter or the least, let's say he turns into the least. Maybe he's been buying tickets for a year and it's not going well and he spent a ton of money on these tickets and he's just thinking, okay, you know what? I'm going to decide not to buy any more lottery tickets after 360 days of purchasing and he stops. What happens to that opportunity? It completely ceases to exist. It is no longer even within his realm of winning $100 million from the lottery, right? Because he's not buying tickets. He, His hat is not in the ring. He is not in the game. He's not purchasing. It's not happening. So the opportunity ceases to exist. But if you look at the latter, if he chooses to believe the possibility is within his realm of worthiness and deserving and ability, then he'll continue to buy tickets. This is blind faith. Trusting in the possibility of the outcome you desire to come into your existence. But here's the caveat. Knowing it may not and reaching a state of acceptance. This is how we grow to a very beautiful heightened state of awareness. Believing that our greatest unfolding is happening and we're living out our destiny. So maybe his destiny, he accepts that maybe his destiny isn't winning a hundred million dollars, maybe he doesn't need that much, so he wins fifty million dollars. Or maybe he decides to invest a ton of money one day and gets a hundred million dollars through investing. 
we have to trust in the process. And believe me, 100% wholeheartedly believe me when I say I am with you when I understand how difficult this process is and can be. This is the ultimate trust, not just surrendering these questions, but trusting in the universe that it is unfolding your greatest destiny before you. You simply have to make the choices that you are feeling called to make. If this man is feeling called to buy lottery tickets, follow it. If you are feeling called to make a big move, a big career change, follow it. If you do not do that, if you do not follow these these gut instincts within you that every fiber in your body, every cell in your body is calling to you to tell you, make this move, take this leap, and you deny that part of you, you are denying your greatest unfolding. You are trying to maintain control rather than relinquish it into the universe, and then you offer yourself the potential to live every day for the rest of your life with this immense regret. Now, we've all heard that beautiful quote. I should probably Google who it's from. I think it's an athlete who said it. Something like, you you miss all the shots you don't take or something like that. You miss every opportunity you don't take. You miss a potential greatest unfolding, a potential life-changing moment if you don't take these big leaps. If I have a dream of meeting my soulmate in New York City, can I do that if I'm living in Florida? I would say probably not. If I have a dream of living in a stunning two-bedroom apartment in New York City, can I do that if I'm living in Florida? Again, probably not. If I have these dreams, and a lot of them center around the environment, the energy, the space of Manhattan... Can I achieve those dreams if I'm sitting at my desk in a small town in Florida? No, absolutely not. I'm sitting here thinking about this and, you know, I I did a lot of minimal bullet points for this episode because I really wanted to just kind of let it lay out as it may. But I don't know that I believe to trust and surrender means you're accepting either the, the best unfolding or the worst because... As human beings, we naturally tend to look at ways we can fail or ways things won't work because we like to be prepared. Like I said, we like to have that control. But when you're in this spiritual belief, you believe that to trust and surrender means that your greatest unfolding is going to happen. So that does mean that you may not reach a certain dream because something better exists for you. But I do not believe that to trust and surrender means you're walking into a situation with a monumental leap thinking I am fine with either getting wild success or intense failure. I don't believe that's the case because ways in which we fail are lessons and they're beautiful and we learn so much from the ways we fail. But failing at something big, I I don't know, like if I were to fail at New York that sounds horrible. But we're being honest here, of course. If I were to not make it in New York, <laughs> that sounds like a movie. I I don't know what would that mean for me? I guess I move home and then maybe a brand new opportunity arises, so I saw it as failure then, but once I'm in the future version of myself and I'm succeeding, I don't know. That is up for debate, I would say. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. 
But ultimately, we, I think we prepare ourselves for, let me rephrase this. Ultimately, I think we prepare ourselves for the opportunities and the ways in which we can fail to unfold. And then we decide, if I succeed, that'd be great. That'd be awesome, but it's not likely. I think that's the mindset so many of us go into taking any big leap. And then, you know, we're already preparing these sort of subconscious truths for ourselves. So then our subconscious does adapt that truth. And then what are we left with? A time when we did fail. So I think that to trust and surrender, I think definitely brings a lot of confidence. Knowing that, like I said earlier, you may not achieve one specific dream, but you you have complete confidence in the fact that you didn't achieve that dream because something greater exists for you. I think a really easy way to look at that is if you put it in terms of a relationship, you know, if you are super attached to a significant other and, you know, you think it's the person you're going to marry and it's wonderful and it's beautiful and then all of a sudden maybe something happens or that person isn't on the same page as you and you guys break up and it's devastating and it's hurtful and and you really close yourself off to potential new relationships. But then two years goes by and as I've said before, time is a healing, but once you've done the healing work, maybe that relationship didn't work because two years later you're going to meet your soulmate and that's the person you're meant to be with. So I think that we can really grasp on to a dream, a very specific dream. And again, I'll say, of course, my dreams are very specific. But if we don't look at it in the sense of I'm okay with this not working because what if something better exists for me? Then, or not what if, something does something better does exist for me and that's the way it's going to unfold. Or I do achieve my dreams and I'm living in bliss and happiness. I think those are really the two scenarios we can look at when we're trusting and surrendering. And I've mentioned this example before, but I'll, I'll say it again now because this, that's kind of what's iterating this point. I've talked about the fact that I would love to live in Paris for a year. I am French, if you <laughs> hadn't guessed. Um, my dad's uh, lineage is from France and we're, I, I would love to live in Paris, live in France. I'm learning French again. I learned it in high school, but forgot a lot of it. <laughs> and, you know, I thought to myself, what if I get to New York or what if I stay here? And all of a sudden I have no idea how or why or when, because those are questions for the universe to clarify. But all of a sudden I get an opportunity to live in Paris. What if over this last year I decided to wait to go to New York and then all of a sudden this Paris opportunity just falls in my lap? That is trusting in the universe to know that your greatest unfolding is happening because maybe I took a leap and it didn't work out the way I wanted to, but something else worked out in its place. Simply put, we've all heard the expression from either EFT or meditation practices, but really it's true. When you release and let go, your dreams flow into your life with effortless ease. I think that is one of the most beautiful things to believe because 
That means that you believe in your greatest destiny and your greatest life path unfolding before you. As long as you continue, here is again another caveat really, it's as long as you continue to follow that path and live out who you are within your own truth and put in the work and set the intentions and live intentionally. That is again, of course, the roundabout way of saying live intentionally. This is really where so much of this lifestyle comes into play because when you're living intentionally, you're putting in the day-to-day -day effort. You have the foundation for success. You are working on the mindset as a foundation for success and you know what you need to do on a day-to-day -to, -day to reach those dreams. That is the entire picture really of trusting and surrendering. It's not just a mindset, but it's a lifestyle that you then adopt. It's living with purpose and intention, whatever that means for you. It doesn't have to mean the same thing as it does for me as it will for you. Because for me specifically, living intentionally has so much to do with my work because it is my work. This is what I practice and preach and teach to you guys. This is what I preach and teach in my coaching program and in my course. This is what the lifestyle leads you to. If you had asked me when I began my intentional living journey well over a year ago now, really a year and a half ago now, if you had asked me if I believed I would end up at this spot with this mindset and this belief in spirituality, I probably would have said no. I would have thought that this moment in my life, who I am today, would have taken me a lot more time to reach. But it's because I lived with such intention and, of course, continue to do so today, that I was able to reach this moment in my life. And now, not only am I living intentionally in living spiritually and living with a trust in the universe, obviously given that I am taking my big leap, I also get to teach this to you guys and talk to you guys about this. You know, one of my coaching clients, it's a really beautiful story. One of my coaching clients has gone through quite a bit in her life from a very young age. Her and I can really relate on a lot of those notes. And I asked her, I was actually really more of a friend and, and we were sitting going out for coffee one day and she asked me more about what I did. We had recently met and just kind of connected and decided to grab coffee. And she asked me about really more of what I did and what it meant and what I do and like, you know, et cetera, all of the things. And I told her about the podcast and the blog and just about intentional living in general and what it means. And she asks, do you work with one-on-one? -on -one? And I said, oh yeah, of course I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. And she went into this coaching knowing nothing really about intentional living. She hadn't consumed any of my content, but she was like, you know what? I feel like this is really the path I need to take because I feel really lost in my life and I've gone through a lot, but I, I know that I need something more. And she actually used the word foundational. So again, I thought it was really beautiful. We just finished our coaching about two-ish weeks ago and she had gone through the three-month coaching suite and she walked away from this moment in her life, the this co-creation, to step into a brand new person. I we she even said, I asked her at the at the last session, I asked, do you feel like you recognize or relate to the version of yourself 
you were when you signed up for this coaching? And she started crying and she said, absolutely not. That's not who I am anymore. And it's a really beautiful unfolding. Everyone is capable of this. You don't have to buy into a coach. You don't have to invest in a coach if you don't want to. Everyone is capable of learning this. I did it in a very long period of time because I was consuming my own content. I was consuming outside content, a lot of outside noise, and I had a great depth of healing work to do. So it took me a little bit longer to get there. But like I said, I feel like I actually did it in a short amount of time getting to where I am and the person I am today. But living intentionally and learning about what that means and practicing that life daily, I cannot preach to you guys enough how transformative and truly transcendent the lifestyle is. It leads you to such great enormities and differences in your life. It has a direct correlation to a cause and effect because you're defining your lifestyle as intentional and then taking that action on the lifestyle itself, the mindset and the beliefs, etc. That has a direct causation to everything else in your life. It correlates and dominoes into everything you do. And I'm, I'm talking about getting into the minutia. Do I want to watch TV tonight or do I want to read this self-help book? You'll choose the self-help book. Do I want to go out on Friday night and stay out until 2 in the morning? Or do I want to snuggle up with a good book, enjoy a glass of wine, and go to bed waking up refreshed, ready to attack my Saturday? You know what I mean? That has a domino effect into literally every decision you'll make. And that's what got me here today. That's what is making me take the leap in six weeks and move to New York. It's December 1st. Happy Christmas, by the way. <laughs> this is the best month of the year, for me at least. That is what is making me move mid-January. And I am so excited to carry you guys along on this journey with me. I will be sharing so many updates with you on my Instagram, so definitely go follow me there if you don't already. And I am so thrilled to have you guys along with me on this journey. I am so blessed to have a platform where I get to share my life with you guys. And not only am I blessed in that aspect, but to receive your messages saying, oh my gosh, I relate to this so much. This means so much to me. I feel like this is my life that you're explaining to me. I get these messages all the time and it, I, I, again, I, I really cannot put into words how much that means to me. So I'm so pumped to bring you guys along with, I believe I will be moving January 15th. So that's kind of the date we have lined up. And as soon as I sign a lease, it's go, go, go kids. We are on the move. So I'm really excited to continue sharing this with you guys. And of course, definitely keep in touch with these next couple podcasts coming out because I have a lot of really incredible content coming out soon. And with that, I will say I love you guys. Trust, surrender. If you want to know more about this and how to change your lifestyle, as always, contact me via Instagram or the contact page. Or you guys all know, sign up for or Or of course, sign up for a discovery call. You and I will spend 30 minutes talking about your lifestyle, what changes you want to make, what changes you're ready to make. 
you guys, there is not a better time to do this than stepping into the new year. So that's what I've got for you. You can find all of the information you need on the route, or I will link a couple of links in the show notes just so you have easy access to them. And I love you all. I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.